Good morning. You're listening to the Tea Box. That's Rick. Oh, I'm Rick Arnett. That's Craig Rosengarden. I'm somewhere here at Classic BMW. When's the LPGA event? Yeah, October. I thought it was like now. I don't think so. Soon. Don't ask questions. Research it. Online? Yeah, like uh, a former host used to. Hey, I had a Tour Edge 3-wood. That was the hottest thing I've ever hit in my life, and I broke it. But I was hitting it as far as my driver. Why don't you get a new one? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Huh. I don't know. This guy runs my company. I know. What can I tell you? Seriously. Ideal Golfer in Texas is run by that guy right there. I know. So I'm watching this, and I'm watching them go through the quarters, and, and, you know, the uh, guy named Chloe won the women's division 347 yards. I mean, wow. A guy named Chloe won the No, I don't think so. She's kind of cute. That's what you said, though. Did I say a guy? A guy named Chloe won the women's division. Okay, she hits like a guy. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be in the open next week. Hey, morons. I told you I want to watch the hockey game. Now, cut the golf sissy crap and finish up in there. Yes, it is 8.02 on Sports Radio 1310-96.7, The Ticket. It is Saturday, September 14th. If it's 8 o'clock on a Saturday and you're listening to The Ticket, then this must be the tee box for the last 25 years. And today, we broadcast from the greatness of the Lakes of Castle Hills. Opened up in 1999, was public for a long time, and Chris Bright and his crew took it over and reopened in 2011. And it is one of the gems in the Metroplex. No doubt. I'm Rick Arnett. Normally, Craig Rosengarden is sitting right beside, but he's at an Arkansas State-Georgia Bulldog game today. Want to take his wife, Amy. She's never been to a big college football game. So good for them. They're, uh, they're, finding, they're finding fun and love in their golden years. So in his stead, he's one of my faves of all time, one Paul Stankowski. Let's see, two-time PGA Tour winner? A whole two. Yes. two. Two is better than one. And zero. Yes. Yeah, so you're kicking it. You are kicking it. And you're getting ready for the uh, for the PGA Tour the Champions. Champions Tour, which, okay, so you've won twice. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Because you're older than me. Yeah. Who, who, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're older than most. I am older than most, sadly to say. So you... Uh, when I was talking to Todd Hamilton, so when he won the British Open, and then he became, he turned 50, I said, well, so what's that get you into in the Champions Tour? And he goes, I have no idea. Yeah. They change the rules on that thing every year. It might be the biggest closed shop mm-hmm. in on any tour. I think it, it, it definitely got him uh, two years at that time. Yeah. Um, so what do you got with, with a, I get a two PGA Tour wins? I get a handshake and a bag wins. of tees. You don't get any I get, consideration? You know what? I, I go right to the finals of Q School. They changed uh-huh. that. So when I retired, quote, retired in 19 or in 2013 uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to run that it's business, a moving target. I, had, um, I had two years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. When I turn 48, I'll go play some 
web or corn ferry events and, uh-huh. and uh, tune up, do a little bit more in, in 2019, and then get after it in 2020. Well, a couple of years into my, quote, retirement, mm-hmm. they changed the rules from multiple Holy wins God. to a point system or something. So whatever, just to make it a close Whatever shot. it was, I, I, I was on the outside. I am on the outside looking in. But uh, I go right to finals right. for two years. Uh-huh. Uh, my one event for sure that I get to play in next year is the Senior British Open. Or hey the now. Senior Open Championship, whatever really? you want to call that. But, um, yeah, that's at Sunningdale outside of London. And, Interesting. Uh, so it's not Linksy, It's a parkland course. And because and me and Lynx, well, you know, we don't. We don't hit it off very well. A lot of Americans don't hit it off on Yeah, I haven't figured out how to play that. But I like it. It looks cool. I'd like to go play a a guy's trip or something on a league's course. All right, so you're going to go play that. Uh, So we'll get into this a little bit later. But average budget to play overseas with with everything. Gee whiz. Uh, Well, it depends on how you want to fly. And and are you you taking your family? Um, I do believe, sort of. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, Josh will caddy for me. It's nice. summer, and so he'll be on summer break from college, and and Caitlin will have. Uh, she'll be right before heading off to college. Okay. Hopefully, somewhere not so expensive, and um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we'll do a little. You know, it'll be her senior trip. She's like, "Can I make that my senior trip?" I'm like, "Okay, yes, that's fine." Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll do that. Good for uh, you. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I look forward to that. So regardless of what happens in December at Q School, I, you know, I'll be playing in that one. So, so then when you win this, you know, the Senior Open, now you're exempt for retire. probably the next tournament. Then I'll retire again. <laughs> no, I don't even know if that'll get you in the next tournament. It's, <laughs> it's the most close shop annuity tour I've ever seen. Yeah. You no, know, they really, and I think the Q School, I think they only give out five. They give out five. Five exemptions. Five spots. And, five you know, cards. I was That's talking to, to Craig Bowden, who Craig played the PJ Tour on and off for many years. He's now a rep for a shaft company. But he, last year was in Tampa. I think four under par one. Mm-hmm. Conditions had to have been bad. Yeah. Two under par killer. played off. And he was one of there were I think four guys for two spots, mm-hmm. and he was one of the guys that didn't get it. He lost the tournament by two shots, and <laughs> I mean it was that's crazy. It's a great scam. So I don't understand why they don't do ties. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not. Everybody knows the rules. I'm excited. Kinda, yeah. They do. They do. Um, by the way, they're a lot better than most people think. Everybody has that dream, including me, when I was in my 30s. Okay, so I'll work my tail off, and then by and by 48, I'll start honing my game, and then I'll give it a shot at 50, and these guys are so good. Well, you know, I They're can't ridiculous. wait for the field to come out uh, because people, if they look at the field, there's 78 players. That's mm-hmm. it at the finals, four rounds. And um, they'll look at the field list, and it's going to be all the guys that they have watched for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's chock full of tour winners and – Guys that you major know winners, yeah, yeah, there Somewhat are because you Langer. know to to get out there. Cal. Hopefully, Langer won't be at finals of Q School. Well, that's right. <laughs> Sorry about that. My yeah. Bad. So what what you do? The top thirty six, the Schwab Cup, uh, top thirty six are fully exempt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's other ways to get in points, PJ Tour points, Champions Tour points, career money. There's a bunch of different deals, and those who don't fall into one of those categories end up at, at finals if they want to. And, and um, yeah, it'll be full of a lot of talent, and they give away five spots. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know what? It's the one birthday, I think, in sport, in life, that you instantly get younger. That's true. I will be good because I am old and short. For a couple of years until the next wave of 50-year-olds come in. As a 49-year-old professional golfer. 
Well, right, but but instantly, as soon as you turn, as soon as I turn, I will then be young, right, and average in length, huh. which is good. So I can't wait to be young and average, <laughs> and no cut, <laughs> which I think is that's another bit. Except for the majors, the majors have cuts, but well, they have like nine majors now, don't they? They have. It's kind of turn to the LPGA. They're both. They have a few. They get a couple sponsors. They'll t- they'll turn one something into a major, no yeah, problem. I think right? they're five. I think is that all? They cut back. I think there are five, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm kind of like Todd in the sense that I haven't paid too much attention to all the rules and regulations. I'm starting to. I'm I get in the app now, so mm-hmm. I can actually nice. see who's in the field and how they got in the field and all that type of thing. So um, it'll be all in the fact, whole week. I might during the broadcast today. I might actually send my entry in for Q School. Just nice, because I'm you know a lot of how times timely we're that is trying to figure out what to talk about on the show. So. You know. We have plenty of stuff to talk about today. There's a lot of stuff going on, even in this uh, wraparound season. You know, the, the se- they only took two weeks off. That might be the shortest off season of any sport in history. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. <laughs> it's different. You know, it, some guys have had a month off. Some guys have had some time. Oh, easily, off. yeah. And the players who I, I I don't know how many guys are in the field this week that actually did play in the Tour Championship. Um, not many. They're not many. There's mm-hmm. a few. Um, Bryson, mm-hmm. he's play, he played. Um, yeah, you know, you, if, you're, in if, if you're – well, and Bubba's trying – he didn't play in the Tour Championship, but he, oh, okay. uh, he's trying to figure out how to how to right the ship, and you want to get, get off to a good start. And he actually had a house there in Greenbrier, yes, I think, for a while. I think he may have sold Him, it. Him, Mickelson, and I think Tom Watson are the, the endorsers out there. Yeah. So we'll get the show on the road here in a second. This is also brought to you by Ideal Golfer. You can play unlimited golf for a top-five-rated course up in uh, – Duncan, Oklahoma, called the Territory. It's supposed to be incredible. I have huh. not been up there. It's mere 48 bucks to play golf all day. It's not bad. Any That's day, any deal. time. And uh, Horseshoe Bay, you can get a, uh, a stay and play. You can go down there as a single, mm. but bring somebody else with you. It's one round for one room, and it's 189 That's a pretty good That's deal. That's a good deal. And then, you know, bring your significant other, let them spa up or do whatever. And Shoot, then, yeah. Or you can do a twosome for uh, 249 Pretty good. So you save over half on that. And then we have the uh, deal down in Cleburne, where they have one of the better hamburgers down there near Lake Cleburne. Really? Yeah. Great views down there. Awesome. So check it out at idealgolfer.com. We have Kern out here, Engineering. Good morning to you. Good morning. Something very reassuring. I usually get here fairly early. His car is always here before mine. That's a good thing. Because if we had to plug in all these cables, we wouldn't know what to do. No, we'd probably hurt ourselves. (laughs) Uh, Back at the station, Jay King with another award-winning open. Um, my goal someday between usually Craig and I is we'll make a whole show and open just by all the mess ups from the previous weeks. So, oh, we could uh, totally do that. We're off on a flying start. So we'll have to know that. So one day when Craig and I both want to take the show off, we'll just have Jay montage the best yeah, of just, uh, rotten radio T box style. There you go. That'd Perfect. Be good. I'd like yeah, that. I think it'd be entertaining. Although they would probably want to do that every week. The listeners. Well, we do that. We do it pretty much every week. We just happen to do it live. <laughs> and we also have Samuel Hale. Welcome back. It's been a while doing tickers twice an hour. Well, only two weeks, but I know the the heart it does grow fonder with absence. Yeah, it just yeah, it feels like about three years. It's been you know, so it's good Last to have you back. Oh, you know how to make me make me blush, Rick. I try. I try. All right, let's get the show on the road as we broadcast from the lakes at Castle Hills. We're down in the uh, I guess the 18th hole. It's the guys' lounge. Pretty sweet. It is uh, nice. Lovely Audrey is uh, taking care of our uh, breakfast and everything, so we love that. And up next, let's get into kind of what Paul was alluding to. Paul Sankowski filling in for Craig. 
is what to do with these tours, the money, their um, should they limit the fields in the PGA Tour, even though it's taking money out of some people's uh, pockets? There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And the, the awkwardness that, um, that Roy McIlroy displayed, getting an award that he don't think he thought he deserved. We'll talk about all that next on The Ticket. We, the T-Box, Rick Arnett, and the greatness of Paul Stankowski filling in for Craig today. With the greatness of the lakes at Castle Hills. One of the better private clubs around. And what's cool about this, Chris Bright is the he's the money man behind all this. And he likes he likes some space in between the groups. He doesn't want to put in fifty thousand rounds a year. He kinda of likes it around eighteen to twenty. So if you want to you're interested in playing a course that is pristine, it is in such good shape. It is oh, yeah, these green, the mini verde greens, yep. I do believe. And, and uh, every time I've come out here to play, they are perfecto. Yep. Tim Kressel's the new GM. He came over from uh, Stonebriar. So they're in good hands out here at uh, the Lakes of Castillos. If you want uh, more information, you can go to their website or you can give them a call, 972 899 7400. Yeah, 972 899 7400. You could look at the Lakes of Castle Hills.com. That would be the website. I find when I'm driving around, I remember websites more than I do phone numbers. Maybe it's just my age. <clears throat> a lot of things change. Well, I bet my you age remember your, your home number when you were a kid, though. Uh-huh. And you probably have no idea what your wife's number is right now. I do. I, I know about five numbers by heart. Yeah. And the rest is... In your phone. Kurt the Plumber. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, I don't know my I kids' no numbers. I don't know yeah, like, like anyone's. Would, if I lost my phone, I wouldn't know how to get a hold of them. Yep. I don't know, like, yeah. anyone's phone number, but I still remember my, like, childhood home phone number for some yeah, as reason. Yeah, we were saying, it's amazing the stuff that uh, reminds you of or sticks in your mind, and then the other stuff that's probably more important doesn't have any room to be Yeah, there, like that so. biology I learned. Exactly. I forgot about that. Exactly. 8.30, we'll get to some leaderboards because the PGA Tour is off and running again after a mere two weeks of taking a breather. And... Uh, this course has yielded something that no other course has on the PGA Tour in the history of that tour. And then at uh, 8.50, there's something interesting about uh, Paul's going to be refitted for new sticks for his upcoming season. I'm looking at some irons, and I read this interesting story. Is, uh, is the three iron completely deceased? The three iron. Interesting. And then carry it, one, huh? Yeah, then 910, a little health talk because Justin Thomas had a scare. He went to a just a routine visit to a dermatologist, and they gave him some pretty bad news that luckily he got early enough. And so we'll go from there. Okay, so first, the PGA Tour is off, this, is off and running this week. And I always like uh, talking to Paul because everybody has – strong opinions on what the tour should be. Should it have less people? Should it have more people? Should it have less exemptions, more exemptions? Open it up to everybody. It is a meritocracy. So it's one of the few sports that, one, doesn't have any guarantees, and, two, you have to earn everything you do. There's no, you know, all of a sudden you blow out a, an Achilles or whatever. You're not getting, any, you're not getting paid by the tour. You might, you'll get some of your endorsement money, but it's a tough nut. Yeah, and if you don't like the, the amount of money you're playing for, you can't just, like, not play. Mm-hmm. Holdouts don't happen out here, right? You mm-hmm. hold out for more money. So on average, 
So they'll come up. They have 50 uh, full status from the Corn Ferry. How long is that going to take to be part of our mindset? It's hard. Everybody still says web.com, or it's like Prince, formerly known as, you know, web.com. Uh, but it's a good place. It, I would call it 4A, if you want to use a baseball analogy. It's better than AAA in baseball. There's not as much of a as a uh, a canyon between the talent of AAA and the major leagues versus web.com slash corn fairy talent and the PGA Tour. I think it's really close. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, the you're saying the players on the on the corn ferry team. Yes. Yeah, yeah, talent talent wise. Yeah, it's it's very very Make close. a couple putts here or there. Take the top 15 top 20 away. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, it, the talent is and, and we see it every every year. We're seeing more and more guys that that well, these come youngsters out. coming out. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. This last they batch. They're fearless. Morikawa and Wolf and Hovland. Good night. Yeah, they're fearless. Yeah, and it's we're going to keep seeing it. These guys hit it forever. They're trained. And Everything can, about it. They can play in front of cameras. They're not fearful. They 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 know. They already know they belong even before they're here. Mm-hmm. Just because they it's they keep seeing their buddies do it the year before. And you can attribute uh, all that to Tiger, because that's about you know Tiger's forty three. So these kids were just coming out in his maybe golf consciousness when Tiger was killing it. And they're going, why wouldn't you want to emulate that? You know, remember the the interview in, in 96 with Curtis and Tiger and, mm-hmm. and uh, right after the first round of the, the tournament in Milwaukee. And Curtis said, you know, the, the famous Tiger says second sucks. And Curtis mm-hmm. is like, well, you know, second pays pretty well. You'll, you know, you'll learn, you know. And, and the mentality before probably was about, hey, we make some good money and, you know, want to get top ten to make some. And now these guys, all they want to do is win. Yeah, they don't care about second place because they'll take care of themselves. Um, Colin Morikawa won, uh, you know, uh, Wolf won. Mm-hmm. It's It doesn't take much. And these guys, I love it because they have this mentality. They, they tend to, they don't play conservatively. They go for everything. And they have a very short memory. Yeah. They you don't care. To. And you have to. As an athlete, you have to. Um, you have to have a short memory. So on, on average... Uh, about 20 of the 50 players each year that get their tour card stick the following year. 20%? Uh-huh. No, 20 out of 50. So that's not bad. Oh, that's a that's, that's a almost great, half. That's a great number. There's a, <laughs> which means there are 30 guys that are going bye bye, uh-huh. going back down going to back. the corn ferry, or or losing their status altogether. You got to think about it. if you finish outside the top 200 on the PGA Tour money list or mm-hmm. FedEx Cup points list or however they – that's how they do it now with points. <clears throat> if you finish 201, uh, you're you're probably going back to second stage yeah, <laughs> of Corn Ferry qualifying. And then you have that, and then you have Ed Laura who missed a birdie putt right on the lip from going to that finals mm-hmm. and getting his card his, – his Corn Ferry card. He's, he has to go back to qualifying again. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a difficult deal, and you know, but that's what they sign up for, and they're only giving away. I, I think they give away too many cards. Personally, uh, I'd like to see it a little different. Um, those guys who who work all year on the Corn Ferry Tour to um, to get in the top twenty five when they play Pumpkin Ridge, mm-hmm. the last official event of the regular season, they hand out twenty five PGA Tour cards, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then and then those guys have to go play more golf mm-hmm. to get their position and right. you could get some guy that that finished 199th on the PGA Tour 
points list, which mm-hmm. is a crappy year. If yes, you're an is. exempt player, I don't care. I don't give a rip what you say. If you finish 25th on the on the web doc or the Corn Ferry Tour, yep. uh, versus the guy who finishes 175th on the PJ Tour, the guy played better. Now, to, dude, to finish 25th on the Corn Ferry Tour, you got to play your, yeah, you got to golf your ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, yeah, people put too much stock in uh, the bottom end of the PGA Tour, but the bottom end of the, end of the PGA Tour is. Um, it's the same as the Corn Ferry Tour, um, it, player-wise. It's the motto that most players seem to hate, especially when you're on the fringe, when people say, hey, just play better. Yeah, Quit well, bitching. and that is, that's been the, the, the adage forever. And that's uh, the meritocracy part. It, you know, there's nobody, there's nobody there to help you. It's all on your own. You have your caddy, you have your swing coach and all that stuff. But there's nobody blocking you out. There's nobody, you know, diving in front of your ball. It's, it's all you. Yeah. You win, you lose, all on your own accord. Yeah. Okay, so you uh, do you still get PGA Tour voting? No, okay. I lost my voting membership when I fell below X amount of tournaments Got for uh, I think it was like a couple years in a row. So if you could, if you had a vote this year, would you have taken Brooks Kepka and his three wins, five top tens, a major came in second, two of them. I mean, he was top. You know, ten five top five. Yeah, right. yeah. Or would you take Rory, who won three times, got 14 out of 19 in the top ten, and won the FedEx Cup and won the players? I would have picked Rory. I mean, and and my reasoning it was a it was a better year all around. He had 14, even though he didn't win a major, 14 top tens mm-hmm. in 19 tries. Yeah, that's okay. Pretty sweet. That's pretty darn sweet. He won the Players Championship, yes, which which is, is their marquee event. It's their marquee event. It's the, it's the best field in golf. Mm-hmm. The PGA Championship is a major. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been looked at as like the the fourth the fourth major. Maybe not so much anymore. Well, because they moved, moved it. To, it. Well, that's to, okay. Which yeah. is fine. It's, it's all it's perception. It's, it's, you know, the field is essentially the same, with the exception of there's there's club pros that play mm-hmm. in it. Which you know, I, I think it's a cool. Uh, addition, right? Um, once you, there again, once you get outside the top hundred, you know they just everybody just kind of blends in anyway. Sure. So, but the nowadays you've got the World Golf Champ. We'll go say it's top seventy players in the world. Okay, mm-hmm. they're playing the players. They're playing right. the, the US WCs. Open. The Masters is probably the easiest one to win because there's only eighty guys in the tournament, right? Um, and you don't really have w- to worry about twenty. Correct. The W, yeah, because there's yeah, guys the that are 65, they're still playing. Uh, the WGCs are uh, chock full of the same players. The guys are playing against, the top players are playing against each other every week. Yep. And so Rory beat the top players three times, well, two times. The Canadian Open is historically not a deep field. It, right. it also has 20 Canadian Tour or McKenzie Tour players playing in it and, and all that. So it's it, it goes pretty deep in the past champion category. That's kind of our marker, you know, how many guys got sure. in. Um, but the two wins he got, obviously, I, I count it as, as an extra win. He won the Tour Championship, too. Yes, he did. His scoring was lower there than anybody else in the field. On So he wins the Tour Championship. He won the FedEx Cup Championship. He won the Players Championship, and he won in Canada. Um, I just think it was an all-around. It was a better year. He doesn't have a traditional major, but I, you know, guys are still chalking up majors. Twenty years ago, you had the four majors and you had three invitationals. Right. You had Colonial, you had Memorial, and you had Bay Hill. Like those were the big events outside of the majors. And True. Now you've got all these. Every every event's a big event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Yes, I would have picked Rory. But I'll argue this. If the majors were under the guys in the in the ownership of the PGA Tour, Kepka wins. Well. So if you're a tour player and you're only – you're kind of protecting your own membership, so to speak, because the play, the PGA Tour doesn't get involved with anything that's that's a major or a Ryder Cup. Even the players, you would probably – everybody wants to call it a fifth major. really isn't. Um in, in, to the media, to the media. And I think most people, if you were a tour player, would you rather win the PGA Championship or the or the Players' Championship? I bet you 80%, 90% would say PGA Championship. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Just because of the it's the, the old mentality is still there mm-hmm. of, of majors. And, and because that is, it's been the marker. You know, Jack is the leader in that right. category. Ty, we all keep talking about Tiger. Is he going to get there? It's still the, 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 the leading cause for what a great year is. But... Since the World Golf Championships, which are, those are supposed to be big events, and there again, it's the same stinking field. Yep, you're you're beating the same players. Um, you know whether the fifteen million dollars doesn't fire a whole new set of of uh, ner- I don't even know what you want to call them neurons, nervous mm-hmm. system. You're nervous no matter what when you have a chance to win a tournament. So the fifteen million dollars that Rory made, uh, it didn't make him any more nervous. He was out there trying to win a golf tournament. And Tiger, Tiger was the last guy to win the. PGA Tour Player of the Year without a major. He won like five times in one year in uh, yeah. 2013, something yeah. like that. So anyway, wow. so there you go. That's Paul Stankowski. I'm Rick Arnett. This is the Tee Box. We're at the Lakes of Castle Hills today, the greatness of the Lakes of Castle Hills. If you want to uh, look further into this because you play some pretty amazing golf, don't have to worry about a tee time so much, which is nirvana for any golfer. Uh, you just go to thelakesofcastlehills.com get more information. If and you like worth your while. big homes too, golly, big cribs, some, baby. There's some big cribs. mansions out here. It's cool. All right, up next, we got a leaderboard. And, uh, wow, a sub-60 round again? Wow. And it could have been so much lower. We'll talk about that next on the ticket. All right, it is 839 on the ticket. T-Box, Rick and Paul Stankowski filling in for Craig today. We're at the beautiful Lakes of Castle Hills. It's a private golf course. Wonderful community. Chris Bright and his crew just sunk some really extensive money into this place, and it shows. You know, 15 years ago, this place was out here. Mm -hmm. And now there's so much growth in this Frisco area. It's crazy cool. Everything is growing north. I don't know why that is. seems like every city I've lived in, you go south and east, it's a little interesting. West and north is where everybody goes. Don't ask me why. I don't know. Uh, this uh, segment brought to you by the greatness of classic BMW. They have the 2020 models out. So they need to move those 2018 and 19s. You have to look at that M340i. I yeah. drove that. I reviewed it a couple months ago in the magazine. 382 horsepower. It is all you want. And if you're kind of a guy that likes to listen to a really good exhaust, that has huh. it. Love it, love it, love it. So check it out at classic BMW, Spring Creek Parkway, and the Tollway. At 8.50, we will get into club fittings and what Paul thinks about the tour now trying to be a little more stringent on the drivers that they're testing and all that good stuff. And then at 9.10, if you play a lot of golf, you need to listen to this segment. At 9.10, it might just save you. All right, but first, we have a leaderboard. It is the, the military tribute at the Greenbrier. Kind of an unwieldy name. You played this course uh, back in the day? 
2010. I uh, yeah, played there. That was a. It's a good one. I played a couple years there. I, I like it a lot. Uh, old design. Some of the greens. Uh, I think it's par 70. CB McDonald and maybe Donald Ross. Little combination. It, a couple lo- greens are square. Like the fr- literally, they come to a point in the front of like they're square greens. Interesting. Almost like um, a tee box. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's beautiful. Uh, the, you know, West Virginia. Some people are like, "Oh, really? West Virginia? What? It's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Rolling hills. Looks a lot like North Texas, but completely different." So the leaders, Scotty Scheffler, got his card via the web.com or Corn Ferry Tour. So he is leading along with Joaquin Neiman. Talk about two young guns and Robbie Shelton. Yeah. Nobody people, not too many people know Robbie Shelton. He killed it on the web. Or jeez. Corn Ferry last year. Um, and then Kevin Chapel. Okay, so he went 71 59. He hadn't even shot in the 60s yet. A 59. So he only needed a birdie, go one under in his last four holes to shoot a 59. You know how amazing that is? You're already low. He shot, he had nine straight birdies, ties a record that Paul did to Paul. You ever had nine straight birdies, Paul? I've played nine straight holes before. How'd that work out? What's your streak in birdies? I have no idea. Really? I'll say more than three, less than nine. Okay. So Mark Kalkovecchia did it back in 2009, and he's the only other one on the PGA Tour that's done that. And so Kevin Chappell gets a 59. It's the 11th one in tour history. But like eight or nine of them come since 2011. Yeah. It's really right. weird. Well, yeah. I, I They're just getting better, and well, the equipment's know, getting better. and uh, you know, Golf courses are, are uh, getting short. Think about the players are hitting the ball a lot farther, right? Sure. And if you look at, uh, let's see, TPC Deer Run, mm-hmm. uh, where Paul Goidos shot 59. Goidos. Greens were soft, uh-huh. bent, and yep. slow, furry. You can shoot darts, mm-hmm. right? TPC Old White, same thing when Stuart Appleby shot his 59 back yep. in 2010. It was soft, bent grass greens. Uh, I believe they're still bent grass greens now, and they're soft, receptive. There's a trend. Um, Al Guyberger's 59 is yep. the first one. Mm-hmm. Is Which the, is amazing still, to me. Still the best. That's it, like breaking the four-minute mile. Back in the day, back when Roger uh, Bannister, because everybody thought that was unachievable too, right? Sure. Well, he shot 13 under par, mm-hmm. and on a par 72, it was a long golf course from what I understand. I've never played Colonial in Memphis, mm-hmm. um, but everybody I talked to, old, uh, who were who around then, yes, by far the, the, the best. David Duvall's was cool. It was mm-hmm. fun, exciting at, at uh, uh, Palm the Palmer course. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, Jim Furyk was he has pretty a darn good. And a 59. The fifty-eight at at uh, TPC. Another TPC. Imagine that Cromwell um, uh, outside of Hartford. That golf course at par seventy as well. Um, soft. So I think it's Poana Greens. Yeah. Uh, but his other one, the fifty-nine, he shot at. It was in a. What was that place called uh, in the Midwest? Really good golf course. Um, so I, you know what. It, you're going to continue to see it. Uh, Justin Thomas did it at Palm Springs mm-hmm. on perfect greens, very receptive. No wind. Short golf course, no wind. It's almost like a, in a dome. Uh, no, he J- JT did it in Hawaii. Uh, Patrick Hadwin did it in Palm Palm Desert. Um, well, look at the, look, the trend is 
Short golf courses. Yes. They're short, they're older, they're soft greens. And and you give tour players no an wind. opportunity to – Yes, right, no wind. Uh, no wind, soft, receptive greens, short golf courses. They should sniff They should sniff it on a par 70 every week. Well, a couple 62s by Scheffler and, and Neiman. Uh, Robbie Shelton had a 65. Adam Long, who won <laughs> – he might have been the biggest long shot to win a, a golf tournament on the PGA Tour that I can remember because I played that DraftKings with Craig, right? Yeah. He was barely listed. Yeah. I mean, he was like, who is this guy? So he's he's a past winner. Um, so it's not a great field. It's very few people that played uh, that were in the Tour Championship, which is the top 30. Uh, let's see. Bryson DeChambeau missed the cut. Cut was pl- uh, minus four. That's yeah, that's a pretty good pretty cut. Pretty low. That is pretty darn low. But uh, this is the first course to give up two sub-60 rounds on the PGA Tour in, in their history. And it's still kind of cool. I still think it gets in players' heads. It, I liken this to when a hack like me tries to shoot his personal best. And he, I say, and somebody will say, hey, you know, you only need a par on this last hole, and you'll, you'll break <laughs> 80, 70, whatever, right? And that might be the toughest hole you've ever played in your life. All you got to do. Those are the famous last words. All I got to do. Don't hit it left. Oh, <laughs> exactly boy. where it goes, right? So it's a pretty good little event. I'm glad they got started again. Again, I would love to see the uh, the Nelson move to this to a fall event. The weather, split it up. The benefits of having Colonial and the Nelson back-to-back are not apparent, and now they don't do it anymore. Now they have the PGA in between them. Right, and, you know, any golfer who plays golf in Texas in the spring Coming out of dormancy, the transitions, the golf courses aren't perfect in the spring. Mm-hmm. The greens are, uh, bent grass greens, that is. Um, Bermuda grass greens, those courses around town that do have those as well, they're, they're starting to grow. But fall is better. I mean, you've had all summer long mm-hmm. to grow your rough. It, you can have that two-and-a-half-inch Bermuda grass rough, standing tall. Uh, the weather in, in North Texas is yes. awesome in October. Uh, you do have a you know, I think one more day of rain or something like that. But it's right. but it's the humidities are down for the most part. The temperatures are going to be in the 80s to maybe mid 70s. And who would who would not want to do that? And, and I'll that would bet be awesome. You it's going to happen because AT&T's got some juice. Uh, be interesting to see because they might stay one more year. I think they have another two three years on this contract. I'll tell you what. I, I go to the Four Seasons a bunch. It's in great shape. Oh, of course, the, the TPC is in awesome condition. Uh, it's still the hotel, new ownership there as well. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. Mm-hmm. It, 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 he's that new new guy's doing some great things there. That, like it is the perfect play. There was some. I remember talking to Zach Johnson. The only reason I play is because of the hotel sports. It's a lot of people do because you bring the family and you don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you're there. They're all you're taken care on of. On site all week and you know, don't go anywhere. Uh, one other tournament going on. It's the Solheim Cup for the ladies and Europe leaves leads six and a half to five and a half. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, watched a little bit of it. I, I like watching match play. The pressure yeah. is pretty amazing when you have to play a team sport or team format when you're not used to it. You're used to being a lone wolf. A lot more pressure on you. So No doubt. So keep that going. All right. It is uh, 848 on the ticket. Tee box out at Lakes at Castle Hills today. We'll be here till 10. Paul Stankowski filling in for Craig Rosengarten, who's out and going to watch a University of Georgia football game against Arkansas State. Pink out. Come on. Yeah, why not? Uh, by the way, that was brought to you by your McDavid Lincoln of Plano, where you can get an MKZ lease, which is their crossover SUV for a mere three eighty nine a month. The Nautilus, which I reviewed in the magazine, which is a sweet ride, only three fifty nine a month. 
That's pretty good stuff right there. So check it out at McDavid Lincoln of Plano. All right, up next, we got some uh, club testing issues. What, what does Paul think about uh, the tour going after these poor players to see if their clubs are conforming or not and the public shaming and everything else that goes along with that? Poor players. And I found an interesting stat that I, I was amazed by. And we'll talk about that next on Little Ticket. Hey, good morning, 8.57 on the ticket. It is September 14th. It's Saturday. And we are at the greatness of the lakes at Castle Hills. If you go to the lakes at castlehills.com, you can see all the amenities they have out here. It is a private golf course with some sweet little cribs around. They're not little. There's some mansions out here. And it's one of my favorite haunts because when you're a a country club member, some courses can be actually too busy for even a country club. This one, they try and keep it under a certain amount that plays every day, and that's that's nirvana to most golfers. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's fun. Beautiful place. Good gym. Mm-hmm. Great breakfast burritos. Oh, my goodness. May or may not have just had a couple. I want to thanks, uh, say thank you to Luann uh, Dillman and to Tim Kressel for all their hospitality. Uh, we'll be here until 10 today. At 910... Um, if you play golf, you're going to want to listen to this because one tour player had quite the scare, health scare. So we're going to try and help you not to have that. But uh, first, by the way, Paul Stankowski filling in for Craig today. Craig is out at Georgia watching a little football. I don't think there's a good football game on today. Did he go to Georgia? <laughs> he did. That's Okay. Yeah, he's an Uga. Uga. So <clears throat> this is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstores and the Texas Junior Golf Tour. Okay, so first of all, I had this stat that I thought would blow you away. So they, I was looking at this the other day, and I noticed that these two players had the least amount of eagles on tour last year. One player, let's see how this goes here. He in, bear with me, in 58 rounds. The 900 holes, he had one eagle. 58 rounds? Yeah. That's not a whole lot of golfing. 58 rounds. So his frequency was one at every every 900 holes. He got an eagle. Henrik Stenson. Huh. Daniel Berger, one eagle in 1,188 holes. But this is the one that blew me away. Dustin Johnson had two eagles the entire year. No kidding. For as long as he is, I find that I I don't know if I've seen a stat that surprised me that much because that guy always seems like he's putting for eagle. <clears throat> two. And one of them was a hole out. Yeah. What was that? Oh, that might have been two years ago. Yeah, yeah 630 rounds. He gets one eagle every 630 holes. I think that's ridiculous. Now, to compare that to the leader last year, Martin Laird had 17 eagles last year. What? Yep. Jonathan Vegas had 15. Brooks Kepke had 15. Justin Thomas, who we'll talk about in the next segment, he had 14. And Rory had 13. No kidding. That's, that's, a, that's mind-boggling. Maybe he just doesn't like eagles. Maybe he's a vegetarian. <laughs> Thank you. You'll be here all week, right? All right. So the PGA Tour, after the RNA was doing a random testing on Xander Shoffley, 
uh, he was one of the players, to test the the trampoline effect of the club face on a driver. His was found to be non-conforming. Hmm. Now, to be fair, most of these clubs are conforming from the manufacturer. Most, I would assume. I would assume. Um, they should test every one of them. They should test. So, yeah. But the problem is, is they all lose their their conforming integrity at some point because the more you hit a club, the thinner that club face is going to be. And right before it collapses or caves in or whatever, it will be the longest you'll hit that ball off mm. that club if you hit it right. So what do you do? I mean, because do you have to do it after every round, before every round? They're, they're going to put serial numbers uh, they're going to take down the serial numbers of the of the actual club itself because you know how this is, Paul. Wink, wink. You'll be contracted to play certain clubs, and after the first round, when the Daryl Survey does their bit, then you kind of slip in another club that you like a little bit no. better. You put no. a different club head cover on it. You know, it's, it's, so everybody knows the bit. You just be, better not get paired with the guy leading the tournament. Yeah, and then have everybody, and then one eager golf rider decides he wants to say something about it. Mm-hmm. May or may not have happened to me once. Oh, interesting. Well, it's all about. Well, see, you're doing what everybody else is doing. It's an unwritten rule: don't, don't say, don't tell. I mean, don't, don't look, don't tell. And I, you know, it, it, is it disingenuous? Yeah, kind of is, um, especially when they don't do it before every round. Um, but they kind of need to do this before every, and they only test the driver. It is what disingenuous? You said it's disingenuous. What to to play a different set yes. of clubs or a different driver or a different. Okay, so if you're or... contracted mm-hmm. to play a certain club, mm-hmm. again, I think I think it's overblown. I don't normally look at clubs that a tour player is doing really well with that I'm going to run out and go buy. Right, I, that's right. not me because no, I know I it's not the club I'm going to get either. Yeah. You know, they they got special shafts. They got they can tweak anything as much as they can. So you've been in this business long enough. You realize you're getting club light compared to what the tour players hit. Yeah. But if I'm the manufacturer paying you good money to oh, play yeah, yeah. that, no, I get, I get what you and mean, you're yeah. pulling it out, you're pulling the driver after the first round, putting that same club head cover on a different manufacturer because you just hit it better. Yeah. And most of the clubs these days, you don't see the white club face. Like TaylorMade used to do, right? You really can't tell what the hell anybody's hitting anymore. No, and you know what? I I I, I don't think it happens as much as as you think it does. I'm you know? thinking with wedges and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, um, equipment manufacturers they leave Wednesday afternoon, mm-hmm. and you know you you get a new club, and all of a sudden you're going, wait, this this isn't good anymore, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, uh, in my case, this was years ago, but it was it was right down the road in Fort Worth at Colonial. I had just signed with um, Callaway, and I couldn't hit my irons very good. Mm-hmm. And so I, I shot like 75 again at Colonial, like I did every time I played there, um, the first round. And, and I put my old pings back in the bag just to see if it was me. Mm-hmm. Indian or, if it or was the arrow, the, right? Or if something it was like that. Something like that. If, if I can say that these days. You probably can't. No. Um, Dump but, that. And so <laughs> I'm just I, kidding. I, uh, and then, yeah, I'm playing with Corey Pavin, who happens to be leading the tournament. Right. And the third guy in my group is gone. So, you know, the golf riders are sitting there going, wait, that's a, that's a Callaway bag uh-huh. and that's a ping iron. Hmm. Right. Uh-huh. And then ended up, yeah. So all that to say, though, I, I wasn't being sneaky. Right. I'm, I'm going, 
I'm, I'm out here floundering, mm-hmm. and I'm drowning in a sea of doubt, and I'm like, well, maybe it's the equipment. And so I put the other club, I probably shot 75 again, and the next day I had my Callaways back in the back, because I realized yeah. it's not the club, it's the swing. And I'm getting paid for it. So, so one of the things they're looking at, uh, they did a study, um, I looked at this yesterday. So the club manufacturers, the, the editors at, at Golf Digest, um, they do these stories all the time. So they're saying the most obsolete club in a bag now, for most people, is a three iron. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to hybrids. They said only 21% of tour players carry a three iron. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons, Rick, is most players, if they hit a three iron, it goes about 230, mm-hmm. okay, right. in the air. Mm-hmm. How often are they going to have 230 in? You know, these guys. No. So their four irons go 220. Mm-hmm. Maybe the four iron might go 230 for that for that matter. So it the the, the yardage that it goes is irre- irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Then they, but then you carry a, a hybrid that right. has 21 degrees aloft that mm-hmm. they can hit higher 240. Right. And so why carry a three iron? Because when it go, it, it, it it's common sense. 25 years ago. Guys had one. I carried a one iron. I used to carry a driver, one knife. iron through Ed, through L wedge, um, and I wore the one iron out a bunch. Not really into par fours, but off tees. So it's uh, the game has changed, and the yardages these guys hit it have changed. I, I was just looking at the, the the equipment company's new club that just came out. I won't say mm-hmm. it, uh, but there it starts with a four iron. Yes. Like it doesn't, in, in the four, but the four iron it is 18 degrees loft. So it's low. It's a three iron. Yeah. But it says four on it. And then there's like. It's like what Callaway used to do. They realized that the higher the loft, the easier you could hit it, but they would still call it a nine degree. Yeah. It's so, all, it's so, all in all our So this club heads. is a, it's a three iron, three iron length. It's stamped four iron. But mm-hmm. the bottom line, I'm looking at the numbers and, and I just started carrying four wedges. Um, I, and mainly because the the wedge I had in my bag is forty three degrees, and I'm going. Oh, that's I'm going. Wait a minute, I had a forty three degree a and a fifty two degree. I'm like, I got nine degrees of loft. Forty three is is it almost a nine iron? Forty twos tend to be a nine iron. Yes, yeah, so they, they were. They just came really bent, like gotcha. really strong. I so so I threw a forty eight degree in. So okay. now I've got a forty three, a forty eight, a fifty three, and a and a sixty. And I'm like, okay, wow, you, those are and, really spread out um, lofts. Well, usually five, they try and go. Degree. Okay, well, five it's is five. Typically, it's four, isn't it? Well, usually three. The longer the club, then four, right. and then potentially it could yeah, go five. But I threw that in there. It's a lot better than five. Better than nine. Sure. And I took my three iron out of my bag. So I'm, I'm, I too am one of those guys. I but still, nowadays, the popular club is a driving iron, and I see a lot of yeah. amateurs hitting that and hitting them well. Yeah, well, I'm intrigued by it. They're built amazing. I, I, I tried. Uh, Probably my favorite one is, is, gosh, I hate saying them, but it's it's a Strixon. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and I forget, the, to be I really forget the number. But it looks good. Yep, it's half and, the battle. And mine, like, I wish it had less loft. Like, I think it has no, bend it. 18. Well, I know. Then i got to go all the way over to Art's place. And oh, yeah, that's tough. Bend. Yeah, it's a long drive. Gas, and, you know, you. I'm trying to cut back. But, um, Privilege. yeah, I'd love, a you know, <laughs> something that I can hit. But the thing is, I hit my driving iron about two. 25 right like I, I hit it so dang short yeah so i hit I'm my sorry. driver because i hit my driver just as straight as any club in my bag which is not saying much but um if i'm gonna miss a fairway i'm gonna miss it with a driver yep that's when i admitted that i was starting to get a little bit older there was nothing better than flushing a long iron 
Yeah. You know, when you really hit it on the sweet spot, it just felt so good because you had to have a certain swing speed and everything. Then I realized, you know what? I really have to try with this. And the and the amount of, uh, <clears throat> oh, incorrectness hmm. is a lot smaller with a three iron or sure. two iron or four. So now I have a three, four hybrid. Yeah. And I'll probably stick with that. I, I don't know what my, mine's a 18 degree hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's a good, it's a good club, and you know, it's that two twenty-five number. My three wood goes about two forty-five, so I don't have those yardages in very much anymore because the par fives, I'm probably not getting home, so I get to lay up. So I'm like, I have more more shots inside one hundred and twenty yards, one hundred and thirty yards, so why not have more of those clubs, right? All right, so <clears throat> most amateurs, when they get fitted, they'll hit. Sometimes they'll. It's usually a six iron, and it's a, you know, then they have other clubs, but they'll hit it. They'll hit those for a while tour players when they test out a new club might hit two shots yeah because all of a sudden you start adjusting your swing for the club versus vice versa yeah. right so is that what you used to do or still do yeah i, I would you'll know pretty quick i'll know i'll know pretty quick and for me it, most players most tour players are going to if they're if they're changing heads mm-hmm they're going to put the same shaft in. So that it's going to be the 8 iron is going to be the same length. Right. Um, and then from that point, you're just trying to figure out lie and loft, yeah. right? And, sure. you know, how far do I want to go? Because, like, I still want my 8 iron to go 158, yes. dang it. Right now. Because that's how far I hit it so back exact. in the 90s. Right, And right. so I'm so thankful that that my 8 iron is now what used to be 7 irons. Right. And, uh, ball. Or I should say, yeah. It, so the ball, it just goes the same distance. Now, it... it it is probably truly a seven iron, not uh-huh. an eight iron, but I don't care because now the eight iron still goes one fifty eight, um, and so if I hit a club, same shaft, same so it feels in my hand. Like, I mean, most players can tell if it's a quarter inch off. They're right. like, "Ooh, this is not right." They're all savants. It's you're going to flatten it a, a skosh. You're going to, and for me, I just want the ball to go left to right. I don't care if my divot's skinny and, and toe-deep-looking thing. I just want – I know I'm going to make solid contact and thing needs to fall right. So if it's not, I go, hey, Bennett, a degree flatter. And so you'll tweak it that way. But So you don't look at the you don't look at the divots? Because I do. I tend to see if I tow it or heal it too much, I want to change that lie so that I get a straight divot coming see, out. See, if I had a straight divot, I'd probably hit a big old hook because <laughs> I have poor mechanics. So I, I just want to create something that will get the ball falling left to right. So my driver, I have lead tape on the toe. I have if it's if it's got a slide thing on it, I'll put it all the way to the toe. Sure. I'll bump it a degree flatter, um, which will take everything. I, it has to be built to go left to right. Well, the bottom line is this: it's worth it to get fitted. hundred percent. It really is. It's just like buying a, a coat off the rack and thinking it's going to fit perfectly. No, you yeah. have to adjust. You have to tweak it a little bit. Right. They don't have to rebuild the jacket no. or the pants. They no. just got a, you know, a little hem, a little taken so here. So it fits you what, perfectly because off the rack doesn't doing. fit anybody perfectly. Exactly. Typically. All right. That's Paul Stankowski. I'm Rick Arnett. We're at the Lakes of Castle Hills today. This is the Tee Box, and that was brought to you by the greatness of your Mercedes-Benz dealer group here of North Texas. They just uh, unveiled the brand-new 2020 GLS 450. That is a hulking, awesome SUV. Mm. Got to check it out at your six, count them, six Mercedes-Benz dealers in North Texas. All right, up next, you play golf. That means you typically have to play outside. Uh, The ramifications of that can be serious. Justin Thomas found that out. We'll tell you what went through his ordeal next. 920 on the ticket tee box. Rick and Paul Stankowski filling in for Craig today. He'll be back next week. And um, next week, we're going to be at the newly renovated 
Irving Golf Course. It used to be Twin Wells, and they completely redid it. And Craig and I went out there about a week or so ago. Looks pretty darn sweet, so we're going to do our remote huh. there next week. So you don't see many new courses anymore, but you see a lot of renovations. Did I mean, DA like, do this one too? No, uh, John uh, Culligan did that. John Cull- Culligan gets all hey, the local stuff. Culligan man. Yeah, he gets all the local stuff. He did Texas Rangers. He gets no, no kidding. Yeah, he's. I was made curious a name he did that one. That's cool. Yeah. So, so there you go. Uh, the weather today is going to be. 97. 97 tomorrow. But we're not going to get a 100-degree uh, day maybe for the rest of the year. I'm sick of it, Rick. We're all sick of it. You know, the other day when it was like, uh, I don't know, it was like I was walking the dogs some morning, it was like 70 degrees or something. I said, man, if that weather would be like this most of the time, this would be the new San Diego without a beach. Oh, man. Hey, that but would be you didn't good. go far enough down the list, though. I'm Starting looking. on the 24th is when things get good. Yeah, in the 80s. 80s are my sweet spot. I, I'm all about the mornings. Me too. Like 69, 67, 65, nice. 65, 63. From the 24th through the 28th. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in San Francisco and Sonoma. Unfortunately, oh, unfortunately. So the weather will be a little bit. Well, because I'm going to miss the weather here, but it's going to be better there. Yeah. Um, but I love fall. Yeah, I want the mornings when you wake up and you walk outside, you're like, ooh, this is kind of nice. Wear a hoodie. I love hoodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, all is good in the life of the tee box. Uh, let's see. So this kind of got came close to home or cut close to home, so whatever cliche that is. So I'm reading this post the other day on Instagram. Justin Thomas. You can find this at myavidgolfer.com. Just check the blog, and I posted a picture or on Twitter, at Arnett Rick. So I'm looking at the scar on Justin Thomas's leg. That's his calf there. That is from, he went to a, you know, a garden variety regular checkup uh, to a dermatologist. They do the typical things. I don't, I don't know if I've seen this mole before. You know, you start worrying about that. And when you're playing, you know, out in the sun all the time. Wound up being melanoma. So melanoma, if you don't know, is accounts for only 1% of all the skin cancer cases. But it's the vast majority of skin cancer death. In 2019, there was an estimated 96,000 new cases of melanoma in the U.S. alone. 7,200 of those um, resulted in bye-bye. So, here's the deal. And I hear Craig Miller talking about this because he, you know, he does a lot of bike riding. What I find interesting is when you go to the dermatologist and they'll do a head-to-toe, sometimes what they'll find is the melanoma or, or carcinoma will be in a place that's normally not exposed to the sun. It could be really high on your, on your leg, mm-hmm. you know, right next to your rear or something like that. Um, and even, even this one on, on uh, Justin Thomas's calf, uh, you know, he wears long pants more than he wears shorts, I think. I don't know. All I know is this. Uh, it's better to go. You'll find out I've had a ton of what they call basal cell carcinoma, which is they call, quote, unquote, the good cancer. <laughs> it's like, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you get some good news and bad news. Bad news, you get cancer. The good news is it's the good cancer. And I've had a much stuff burned off. And I've, now I wear sunscreen all the time, and I always wear a hat. But back when I grew up in Southern California, never wore sunscreen. Uh, in fact, uh, the, back in the day, you wore ba- put on baby oil when you're at the beach. 
because you had to get the, a deep, dark burn. Yeah, no doubt. And I even watched uh, that uh, movie the other day uh, with um, with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, One Time in Hollywood or Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time in Hollywood, and they were playing old commercials. And KHJ uh, uh, Radio in Los Angeles, you probably remember that. Yeah. It's back to the old rocker. And they were talking about, hey, you need to try out this uh, this new suntan lotion. It had nothing to do with suntan protection or sunscreen. It was suntan lotion. It will get you the deepest, darkest tan. And don't worry about any sunburn because it will be painful in the beginning, but it will turn into you'll look like a god. Yeah. And it's it, don't worry. It might hurt for a little bit. You'll be fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. And now we're all paying for it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how many times I used to have to peel the skin off my nose. Uh-huh. I used to wear a visor all the time, too, and so the top of my head, yeah, didn't when help. my part would get burnt. And, you know, you pull, you know, big old chunks of skin that had the holes in them from the, your hair follicles. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a weekly occurrence out there in SoCal playing golf. Yeah. So I'm just saying this is, I'm not being an I told you so, an old gas pass or anything, get off my lawn. You really need to go get this checked. My next door neighbor. Great shape, just turned 70. Plays golf every day, hangs out by the pool, never wears a hat, never does it. He finally went to the dermatologist for the first time. And his wife's a nurse. And they found a bunch of that basal cell carcinoma everywhere. They ever put a, one of those special lights on your face? It looks like a quilt. I mean, there's so many hot spots all around. It looks like you're the, it's like when they take those negative pictures of the sun. Yeah. And you see all these black spots everywhere. You'd be amazed. And as much as I love the sun and as much as I... Grew up in Southern California, so I don't like being pale. I always feel sickly if I'm pale. But it's better than being dead, I think. Yeah, well, you know, and you're right on the uh, – they, they, it appears sometimes in weird spots. I remember one of the players, uh, used to, he played the tour years ago. He had one that was like on the bottom of his ankle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, like near his sock line. And yeah. you're like, well, that's weird. And, you know, JT obviously wore shorts. As mm-hmm. a kid, sure. he very rarely wore pants. Yeah, that's all they wore in the junior tours and, and everything. Yeah, and he's only been on tour for a few years. But but you're right, it doesn't have to be in an area that's, uh, I don't know how that all works, you know? Well, and they, the funny part was, not funny, but interesting, is that he found a very, very small mole. I mean, almost like, is that dirt or what is that? Is that a freckle? What is that? And he goes, ah, i got to go to a dermatologist anyway. And the first thing they looked at it, they did a biopsy. And... The scar on his calf. Yeah, that's because you have to dig it and get it all out. So I had a spot on my on the back of my forearm, uh-huh. literally uh, between my elbow, my wrist, closer to my wrist, on top. Mm-hmm. Okay, not an area that not on the bottom, and it was a mole, and and so they looked at it and they they scraped it right. They mm-hmm. scraped, the, took a little like ice cream scooper thing and just scraped the top of it. Right, and, and um, they said, yeah, it's it's precancerous. Oh, you see, they're really and, good cancer. And they, but they go, well, we want to go in, and we want to take some more, and we'll stitch you up. And I'm like, well, okay, what is that? Just to just to be mm-hmm. sure. And I'm like, yeah. well, what, what, keep what, digging. I'm like, what? Will I have any limitations? And they're like, yeah, you probably don't want to play golf for you know four weeks. And I'm like, what? Four weeks. I'm like, I'm a I'm a professional golfer. <laughs> That's what I do. I can't just take a month off. Right. Um, and I said, well, okay, explain to me if it is cancer. Like, if it turns into cancer, w- will it look different? And they go, yeah, it'll come back. Yes. And I'm like, so if it doesn't come back? <laughs> they're like, yeah, if it doesn't come back, then it's nothing. I'm like, how about I just watch it? 
He's like, well, I get, yeah, you can do that. I mean, they wanted to cut on me so badly. Yep. And I'm like, wait, well, what if it's nothing? Like, why do I want to take a month off if it's literally, you just told me it's nothing. It's pre-cancerous. So can I just put a Band-Aid over it? Right. Or and whatever. I, and so I, I, not that I'm, like, I look at that scar on JT's leg. Yeah. And it, you know, what was a little thing. And I'm like, okay, was that necessary? I'm going to say, it, yeah. It, maybe it was. Maybe it was. I mean, if it was melanoma then right. obviously they they know they're not going to make that stuff up um it's just that's what's mind-boggling to me and i think and i think i'm probably not uh I'm, I'm, a lot of people probably can't wrap their head around that as well you know just that, and that's probably why you know lots well, of people guys don't get tested and guys aren't great about going to the doctor anyway right and we all live in denial we all think ah if i ignore it it'll go away yeah and that's absolute stupidity work. that doesn't work uh, not well Dang. Works very poorly. But anyway, that's just a little PSA. A little public service announcement. Go get checked out and get it when it gets early because if you've had even one or two sunburns when you were a kid, that's all going to lead to this at some point because your your skin just doesn't mend that well. There's permanently damaged cells. So go and get it out and be stupid to to have a shortened uh, lifespan just because you didn't feel like going to a dermatologist. Hmm. And might find some other help. Might find some good skin cream for you to make it look younger. I don't know. They, you know, I've a buddy of mine did a, did one of those peels that yeah. they put all over your face. And, I've done that. And they, but you have to kind of go into quarantine for about a week after. You look it, like a leper because it. You're like, ooh, what happened to you? But after a week, it looks pretty good. Yeah, like all of a sudden, we, another buddy of mine just did it, and I'm like, dude, what did you have like plastic surgery done? Because you you look like 20 years younger. Yeah, it's like it's like some some of the ladies get Botox, yeah. but this is a little bit better. But yeah, for for about a week, you're looking a little gargoyleish. Yeah, and you, you know, I just I got too close to the bonfire. Yeah, you know, or some crazy thing. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But just go get tested. Just do it. Just do it. All right. It is 930 on the ticket. That's Paul Stankowski. I'm Rick Arnett. This is the T-Box. We're at the lakes at Castle Hills today. If you are uh, searching around in the uh, Castle Hills area, you go up uh, 121 near Hebron, you know, Carrollton, Colony and all that, and you want to join a private club, this would suit you just fine. Just fine. The course is magnificent. The staff is excellent. And uh, I would give it a look see. I would definitely give it a look see. And some, you know, some golfers don't like courses that have uh, houses on them. I like this course with houses on it because there's some sweet crib candy out there. There, it, yeah, I'm looking at them. Yep, I'm drooling over them right now. Check it out at the lakes at castlehills.com. All right, up next. So Matt Kuchar took it in the shorts this entire year. But I want to get Paul's take on if you hired a local caddy, did Matt Kuchar do really anything wrong? We'll talk about that next on the ticket. 9.37 on the ticket, T-Box, Rick and Paul Stankowski filling in for Craig today. We're at the greatness of Lakes at Castle Hills. Um, we'll be done by 10, but you can call them up or check out their website at thelakesatcastlehills.com and tell them you heard it on the little T-Box. You know, I was looking at their... Uh, Initiation fees, not that bad. Not that bad. And their, and their monthly dues, not that bad. So, again, you're in the market for a, another club. Maybe you've been a public golfer and you said, you know what, I kind of want my own little own locker and all this kind of stuff. Why not? You know, you think about public golf. And if you're, if you're I mean, obviously doing your passbook and, mm-hmm. and such, but if you don't have the benefit of that, maybe you've used them all up yep. and, you, and you're spending – 
you know, 75 bucks to $100 every time you go play golf somewhere, and you play six times a month, mm-hmm. why bad. wouldn't you want to join somewhere yeah. and pay those that same 600 bucks, and then you can play 10 times a month, 15, 20, play every day, yep. 36, who cares? Exactly. And you get the amenities. So private golf Look at is, you. Look at you as, being a public billboard. I like that. It's not as, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's not as daunting. Place. I mean, there's some clubs that'll be, that are six-fig to join and you know you have to be a certain mentality and a certain wallet holder to be able to do that but there's definitely some uh including this one that you know what kind of justifiable yeah a lot of options in the metroplex that is the the joy of that there's a lot of places to go this is this is good i mean life's and, all and about options the buddy. greens are pure oh you know what the best thing that ever happened to east lake uh country club out in atlanta is everybody realized you don't need bent grass in this in the sun belt you know what east lake um, Atlanta Athletic Club yep. that showcased the PGA mm-hmm. uh, a few years back where we played uh, the old tournament, uh, which is next week, Sanderson Farms used to be played at, at Annandale in mm-hmm. Madison. They went from Bent to Bermuda, and they used to be, I mean, you could you, you could stick a, a low bullet three iron to a back right hole location. Mm-hmm. It would stop a foot from where it landed. Uh, and then TPC Southwind in, in Memphis mm-hmm. as well. Those courses all went to Bermuda grass from Bent, so good, and and it showcased that in July you can have greens that are twelve on the stem yep. meter in July in North Texas, and be firm and fast. And and uh, I, think I, I the, love it. I think the game changer was when they came out with green rollers. Yeah, because then they can they can smooth them all out. They can make them as fast as you want. Um, and again, you don't have the upkeep, and you don't get the ball marks typically that you get in bent grass. I mean, yeah. bent grass is an ego thing, and certain clubs that maybe do nine, ten thousand rounds a year, and they have unlimited budgets. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things is a lot of a lot of golfers at those clubs in North Texas that have bent grass greens probably don't spend a lot of time here in the summer. They go when they right. go to their mountain home yeah. or their beach home, Snowbirds. And, and they come back in October, and they're like, oh, this is, the greens are perfect. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Bermuda. Yep, me too. Me too. Okay, so we were talking about this the other day. Uh, Matt Kuchar did not have the greatest PR year in the history of golf. Um, usually known as a pretty nice guy and kind of unassuming, and they say one of the be- maybe the best ping pong player on tour. Hmm. At least that's what he says. Um, and he's kind of got an old shucks manner about him, and he's just a money machine. You know, mm-hmm. he just he's just an ATM. But <clears throat> he had issues with a couple of rulings that looked a little funny. And then he had the whole Caddygate issue down in Mexico where I guess there was a miscommunication on when he uh, hired a local caddy, how much he was going to be compensated depending on what happened. Well, he wound up winning the tournament and paying him like, shamed him into five grand. I didn't even think he was going to pay him that much because somebody else, another player caught wind of it. No, that's what they agreed on. They agreed yeah. on five grand. He probably paid him. <laughs> A few hundred bucks a day, and then said, "You know, we win. I'll give you five grand." Right. And the guy's like, "Deal." Until he won, and then he wins, and and it was it was a no, which is typical. It was a, it was a done to... deal. It, the, the deals are between player and caddy, and, right? And uh, a guy named Tom Gillis, I believe, mm-hmm. is the guy that yep. came out of his cocoon and, and <laughs> decided to to uh, rip on him. Um, and you know, th- there's a part of me that gets it. Like yes, he can afford to pay this guy, sure. you know, ten percent of the million he won. Right. Or I don't know, if, did he even win a million? That's a fall event. Hey, I think he did. Right. It, it was, was right at million. it. Yeah, he was going to get hundred grand. So hundred, hundred fifty grand mm-hmm. or hundred grand. If yeah, it's a million like dollar yep. deal. And like, okay, that's that's a good, uh, that's a big check to write. But 
they had a deal. And right. it's a club caddy. There's a big difference. And there is a big difference between a tour caddy. That does it for a living. Somebody who, that's their job. They fly in. They right. don't have a, a buddy. They're, they're not sleeping in their own home. Uh, they might get to do that once a year mm-hmm. um, on a home week, which is awesome. But, um, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to get. You get some guy that you're like, okay, like I had one in, in Colombia, and he didn't speak English. <laughs> super nice guy. He uh, we're Facebook you? friends now, uh, which is great. But he didn't speak any English. And, uh, no, he just kept saying media, media, media like yeah, middle. middle, middle. <laughs> Smart. Be in the middle of the green. The greens there were like uh, upside-down bowls. And mm-hmm. so you, you don't want to short-side yourself. But he was a good guy. Uh, it was fun. But he didn't offer anything beyond, you know, carrying your bag, carrying my bag. And, and the, the, on our rules sheet, this was, this was the web.com at the time, mm-hmm. now corn Ferry, Right. Um, and it said, if you want a local caddy, cause a lot of players weren't bringing their caddy down to, and a lot of caddies aren't flying to Columbia. So no. not South Carolina, but got Columbia, the cartel going South down America there and... to, to try to get a bag on the, uh, yeah. you know, on the corn Ferry tour. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was 60 bucks a day. They said caddy fees for the locals are sixty bucks a day, and they were they're all lined up. There's a caddy master, and it, I'm like, okay, that's a that's a good deal because it just cost me a grand to fly down there. I'm paying 150 bucks a night my hotel, and I'm like, yeah, sixty bucks a day, that's perfect. So I paid him hundred bucks a day. Look at you, just because I couldn't Big get time. change. <laughs> um, <laughs> I changed for a hundred. Uh, yeah, but um, but you know, had I won, I missed the cut, so it was a moot point. But had, but had I you won. had I won. Um, extra 50, the hundred and, <laughs> you know, whatever the 125,000, a hundred thousand dollars, they would have won, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been a $10,000, mm-hmm. 10% deal. Would I have paid him 10 grand? Um, uh, that's a good question. Would you pay him five? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, the Here's thing an extra is 50, don't spend it all in one place. Th- there are <sighs> Joe LaCava. Mm-hmm. He, he probably doesn't get paid a weekly salary. No, he could probably, an I'm annual. sure he just goes here. Tiger's like, here's a million bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, have at it. Mm-hmm. Um, give you a bonus if we win. Right. That type of thing. I don't know what these guys, what they're getting. Um, but I know a tour caddy now probably gets 1500 to 2000 a week mm-hmm. um, as a as a salary. Right. And then. Only the know, weeks. And then the, it's only typically. The, kid, the player plays. Sure. 5, 8, and 10%. Or, you know, then they started going to 6 or 5, 7, 10. Then mm-hmm. it was 6, 8, 10. Uh, whatever the case is, 10% always been a win bonus. And, and uh, a top 10, you got a little bit something extra. Um, uh, it, all bets are off, though. When you're hiring a local, it, it's... <laughs> no, all bets are off when public perception gets in the way and they become judge, jury, and everything else, and especially on, on social media. Yeah. It, it, you know, if, if you look at the point where, hey, $100,000 could change this kid's life. There's oh. no doubt. The guy yeah. lives in Mexico. Sure. He probably, who knows? He, he, although he caddies at the club, he probably makes one or 200 bucks a day he caddying does. for, he did. for, cause it's a, it's a resort. Right. And it's attached to the Fairmont and, and mm-hmm. all the other nice swanky hotels swanky. and stuff. And so he'd make a good money as a, as a caddy. Um, probably, like I say, 200 bucks a day. Um, so, but $100,000 check would have been, pretty darn sweet and it wouldn't have done a thing to cooch and you know he uh, yeah well here's the thing i get it's all pr anyway and he's already taken kind of the shorts on mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff because another ruling was this week that was actually correct but the announcers weren't aware of it so they were just hammering him hammering cooch when he's trying to move some pebbles lose some pediments some of these new rules are not real kosher either I, and, and i think in, in what you're talking about yes he was 
he had a plug lie in a bunker, mm-hmm. and he had because of the new rules that you can now remove loose impediments. He was taking little scoops. <laughs> Sand two, is a two, loose impediment. By two the fingers and a, and a thumb at a time, right. all around his golf Just can't ball, move the ball until he got a good lie. And, 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 and it's within the rules, right? But it's not in the spirit of the rules. In the spirit of yeah. the rules, and and you know, um, guys are taking. Uh, if you're up against a tree, right? Right. And you're like. The only shot I have is a lefty shot. So if I take a lefty oh, shot. Oh, I'm standing on a sprinkler head. Yes. Okay. Now well, I get you know relief. What? You get relief. Yep. And absolutely. You use and it to your advantage if you know what it, you're doing. It's there. And if you know the rules well, you're going to be able to get to take advantage of, of burrowing animal holes. Or I, I was in, in at Dove Mountain in Tucson. Okay. And I'm in the left desert on the last hole. And... The sprinklers in the desert there because they do water the cactus, the jumping choy, and all those things. But it's it's like literally a, a one inch long sprinkler head that pops out. It's a it's a it's yeah. skinnier it's, than a pencil. Okay, and it's and it's got a little nozzle on the end and it squirts it out. Right. right. So it's not it. And I was standing on that and I'm like, huh. I'm on a sprinkler, uh-huh. and my buddy Jeff was so ticked. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, hey, buddy, it's the rules. Yep. So I got my little club length, and I was able to knock it on the green. And and so you got to know the rules, and they're there, as they always say, for the players. And in this case, Matt was, I believe, he was proving a point, that that rule or the rules are pretty silly. And the other one was when his ball uh, fell back into this, his same divot. Yeah, and, and there again, I, I'm watching that whole thing. His ball plugs, mm-hmm. comes out of its pitch mark, right, and then looked like it went back into back it. into its mm-hmm. pitch mark. So is it embedded? You know, is it yeah. – <laughs> to me, that ought to be – you ought to be able to stink and drop a ball. If you're in a divot – Agreed. If you're in a pitch mark, right. whether it's yours or your mine, I, I mean, it. it does. It shouldn't matter. I'm but. amazed how many balls do not wind up in divots, yeah. especially in the latter parts of the round. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it's just trickling right next to it, and yeah. it costs you half a shot. It, it potentially could. Can. It depends on on the divot, and, sure. and you know, one of the Benton grass. Uh, on the west coast, it's wet. You're taking pelts. That yes, are, you are. Look like rainbow trout flying yep. <laughs> through the air, right? And you lay those back in. A caddy who does it right sure. can put it back in, and it's like nothing happened. Exactly. Then you go to, to Florida, and you're hitting off of Bermuda grass. Well, mm-hmm. you don't put those divots back. No. And so a, colored a Greg Norman would pick a golf ball off the, off the turf. You couldn't right. tell. You were right. never going to be in a Greg Norman divot. If you were, it wasn't going to bother you. Mm-mm. Jesper Parnovic or me took <laughs> digs, and, I mean, they could, Excavating. Be as, they, they could be two inches deep at the bottom. And if you're in that divot, it's a shot penalty. And so the, I think it, it is the rules of golf. I think this is where it gets dicey. The better players or the higher, higher marquee name players are going to be on TV more often than not. It's the guys that aren't on TV that I think get away with a little bit of leeway because nobody's checking on them. Right. They're not on TV. Yeah. So uh, well, I, the, I guess the, that's the good and bad of being a good player. The, the pitch mark rule, though, is a um, – or the, the, the divot rule in the fairway. Um, if they said you get a relief out of divot, it just opens up. Like, hey, what's I a divot? Know. What's I divot? Know. This was divot was taken three months ago. It's almost 100% healed versus – it was the guy up in the group in front of us. Exactly. I mean, I think that if if cameras would show whose divot that was, I mean, you might get some uh, guys going to blows out there on the golf course. If if the dude in front didn't put his divot in, you're in the in the divot and it cost you a shot. 
uh, that would be unfortunate. But as you said, it doesn't happen very often. But when mm-hmm. it does, it doesn't make it. Nowadays, happen. too. Like I said, everybody's judge and jury, and you're you're definitely guilty till proven innocent. Nobody cares if you're innocent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just torch. All right. That's the great Paul Stankowski. He's filling in for Craig today. We've got one more segment left at the Lakes at Castle Hills today. One of our favorite places. The greens are impeccable. In fact, the conditions are always awesome out here. And uh, you should really check it out as far as the membership and the dues. More reasonable than you might think, given all the amenities, the terrific amenities that the Bright Company has put together here. And Tim Kressel and Lou Ann Dillman. So... Uh, without further ado, we will mix with Country Force or some semblance of it next on The Little Ticket. All right, 9.59 on The Ticket. Thanks to one and all for listening, checking out The Little Tea Box. One big thanks to Paul Stankowski for filling in for Craig today. Thanks for having me. It's like old home week, man. It's this like we fun. pick up where we left off. It's just uh, brothers from a different mother. Yeah, that's right. That is right. And we'll wish uh, Paul the best as he's winning playing next. Uh, I will be playing next in a pro scratch. That's the next official pro event. Scratch. Yes, it is the uh, like the second week in November in right. San Luis Obispo, okay. California, and Love then morphing area. the next week into the the uh, the TaylorMade Invitational at Pebble mm-hmm. Beach. Right. Then we have a little Thanksgiving turkey. Yep. And then I'll leave the day after Thanksgiving to the finals of PGA Tour Champions Q School. Well, gosh, I hope you make it. That's going to be. Wouldn't it be something? It would be something. Make some good good coinage because no cuts, hardly. I'll tell you what. I lived a dream for 20-something years. I don't know if I'm going to get to live uh, two dreams in my lifetime, but Never know. we'll see. But we'll you see. will be young. I will be you get young. a whole new brand. It's like the Ponce de Leon. You get that fountain of youth bit. I'm instantly moving up a tee box. If you want to feel yardless. If you want to feel younger, just hang out with older people. That's all you got to do. That's right. It's really easy. Uh, I want to thank Kern out here, Engineering. Fabulous job, as always. Uh, Luann Dillman, the, mar- uh, the membership director out here for inviting us out here, doing a awesome job with hospitality. Same with Tim Caressel, the new GM out here. And uh, next week, we will be at Irving Golf Club, the brand new one that used to be Twin Wells. So talk to Wes Frazier, he of Elite Golf. We'll see him down there. We, Craig and I checked it out. It's pretty darn sweet. And I forgot to mention, uh, back at the station, Jay King. For another awesome open, and Samuel Hale doing those tickers twice an hour. Don't forget to check out Ideal Golfer. There's four different deals on there. You can find them, and you will love them. Territory, Horseshoe Bay, Cleburne, and our uh, Avid Golfer Tournament on October 20th. That's a Cowboys Golf Club, and I think I'm pretty much took care of everybody. So, without further ado, we bring on One Country Force. Hello, 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 hello. Eli Jordan and maybe Ty Walker? No. Negative. You would be incorrect. Ty Walker is traveling with the Dallas football Cowboys today. Have you guys done that? Have you done that, Eli? I have not. That's a full-timer thing. We uh, part-timers are not not qualified to uh, travel with said football club. Too much of a liability, they tell us. I guess, yeah. Exactly. Is that Ryan? That, that is, is Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, getting yeah. good All at this right. game. Very good. Yeah, he plays golf too. You know, I hardly ever see you in person, but I feel like I know you really well just because we've talked man. so much. Better should, heard than seen. You should come me. by the office sometime and hang out I with might, Rick. Can I, I write might do something? That every once in a while. Yeah, we hang out at the office. We do stuff. You know, see how the other half lives. We hang so, out at the office uh, and we do, do some stuff. stuff. Yeah, that sounds watch about right. Yeah, watch Eli edit. What's the coffee situation there? 
That's pretty solid. Not bad. It's pretty uh, solid. Keurig. Yeah, Keurig. Various flavors. Okay. They all taste the same. Yeah, pretty much. Just yep. smell different. Yep. It's the Keurig bit. I have one at home, so I'm not bagging on something I don't have. So speaking speaking of the Irving Golf Club you mentioned yeah. that you'll be there next week, I had a chance to go play it yesterday. Oh, that's where you were. Yes, yes. And? With, with the great Trey Kemp. We went out and played the Irving Golf Club. It was, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. He works with John Culligan. Yes, he, he does. The guys that put together that course and Texas Rangers and um, Rockwood yeah. and Bermuda Greens. Uh, Bermuda. Yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah. yeah not, the, you're not, not going to see any Ben Grass Greens put in anymore, I don't think, on a new course. And uh, it's it's really picturesque. There's some really good views out there. Yeah, not, too, not too bad. Exactly, is it? Uh, like Loop 12 and 30, just a yeah. little bit north of there. Loop in the Okay. Used to be Twin Wells. Used to be kind of a hard is scrabble it, golf sh- course. Is it Shady Grove Jeans. Road that you exit, or is it the next yes. one? Yeah, yeah, Shady so, Grove. Yeah, it's, it's sure. right there. It's yeah, it's it's not too bad. You know, and something I did not know about Irving Golf Club, I didn't realize mm-hmm. this, but there's a bridge that is kind of adjacent to the property that apparently was once used as an escape route for Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. They've got like a little plaque that somebody stole, but there was a plaque there that yeah that discussed the the escape route. I guess when Bonnie and Clyde were trying to make their getaways out of South Dallas, that was the route they took. So Cam Newton's been on that bridge, that road. I'm not following. Uh, but you didn't see the joke scarf the other day. You didn't see the jokes on Twitter about him wearing the headscarf and he looked like Bonnie and Clyde. Oh no no no! In the car making his escape, and basically no. his career is them driving off the cliff. Oh. I'm thinking he might want to tone oh. down his bits just a little bit. He needs his to. You can't be. You can't be pulling those bits if you're well, sucking it up on the field. Yeah, you can't I was gonna be say, if you're, if you're throwing field. for 4K and about you know maybe 35 TDs a year, you might be able to get away with that. But not you're right dressed now. to win when your body is rapidly failing on you and you're yes. just tossing interceptions left and right and overthrowing wide open receivers mm, yeah you probably should just you know maybe dress it down just a touch he, so is it a so is it a uh, uh, an incentive a bonus for a full-timer to cover the cowboys on the road you know i think it people would be clamor for this i think it would be one of those things that would be cool to do like you know maybe once a year which i think most of the guys do i think the full-timers it's kind of everybody does one yep but I don't know. I think it would kind of be a beating if you had to do it every week. Well, it depends on the beat writers and had to travel with the team every single week. I think it would kind of get to be monotonous. That's their job. Imagine being Evan Grant and having to do baseball 162 games. Yeah. And if your product is good, and obviously the Cowboys are on the uptick. Right. So it's got to be a lot more fun now than it. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. This time of year in baseball. If you're you're the Miami Dolphins beat writer this year, you're probably going, oh, my God, I've got to watch this mutt for 16 weeks. (laughs) <laughs> but I think uh, if you're there, you get to maybe expense your meals. You get team meals, which are always delightful. Well, see, that's mm. that's kind of the, the crummy thing about it is you think, oh, man, that's really cool. You get to travel and get to go to some fun cities. But most of the time, you're only there for basically 24 to 36 hours, and you're covering the game for an entire day. So it's not like, you know, Ty, he's going to, to D.C. It's not like he's going to be able to go – you know, spend an afternoon at the Smithsonian when he hey. gets in town. He's just probably going to have dinner and you know, and go to bed, and then DC up is the place you're covering the game. to be and be seen. Eli, I don't be, know if you knew uh, that. Be and yeah. be seen. Yeah, yeah, Norm said that. So I don't know what you're trashing on Washington for. You're no, I'm not at all. I'm just, sounds like you hate America. No, I'm just. Oh my God, I think the message is being missed here. My point you being, think? when you travel to these places, you don't get to appreciate the city. You're just covering a football game, and then you're coming right back home. Okay, so I got to assume the biggest beating is you have a Monday night football game 
on the road or Sunday night on the road, you have to come back with the team, which is usually arrives five hours after yeah, game. Yeah, three, four in the morning probably. And then you still got to cut up tape for the morning show for yes. the tickers, right? Yes. That's when, you're, that's when you're paying for the good time. Yep, that's when right you're doing that on the there. plane ride home, I assume. Probably so, yeah. Or, or first thing idea. when you get back home, yeah. It's good, though, and we should have sent Ty out on a mission for this. It's good for bits because I know one time we had Craytray out there in Philadelphia and we had mm-hmm. him ask all these Eagle fans really absurd questions about why the Cowboys are better than the Eagles, and it got some pretty pretty funny Philadelphia responses. Yeah, he's off of that. probably lucky he didn't come back with a toe tag attached to doing <laughs> that in Philly. Yeah, you want to be careful. You yeah, they, down low they don't. They don't take that kind of stuff uh, lightly in Philadelphia. Nope. They'll start throwing you some hands on you pretty quick. You guys have to cut your tape. We do. Do you have people for that? Well, we, we are, are the that's people. Us. Yeah, they <laughs> we are, are the people. people. <laughs> it's, it's us. Well, yeah. are the, they are the minions of uh, the ticket. Uh, that sucks. So basically, the the guys here on the weekend, uh, we are the ones that are cutting the tape when we're not getting mm-hmm. a chance to do some on air stuff on the weekend. So. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. I guarantee you this: way back before digital, everybody had a cassette player right that's how you got your interviews typically you didn't use your iphone or anything like that you couldn't cut that up on the plane you had to wait till you got back to the station you bet yeah wow so See, the radio Good. life is not all glamour no that's, that's what yeah. i hear <laughs> we may look like we're living like millionaires over here but there's a lot of work that goes in that doesn't get seen i mean i'm a yep. multiple thousandaire at this point I mean, i'm <laughs> just rolling in it crushing it Hey man, I got a, I got one comma in my account. Stankowski made more for his like tie for fifth at the Masters than I've made in my entire radio career, <laughs> and it's not close. Was it tie for fifth? He's thinking. It Uh-oh. was fifth or sixth. <laughs> you All should know probably know really this. Far behind that, it's that so memorable. Won. And you so think that's memorable. not a big difference, but I'm sure in golf terms, that's probably a couple tens of thousands that's, of oh, dollars. That's, that's yeah. 10 or 12 years is, in the radio industry. That was so long ago. That was before the money got good because it was after that that the money started getting good. Okay. Well, you came in fifth win. 1997. Okay, so that's the year Tiger won. Oh, man, like four years later, and it would have been like triple what you took home. Amen. It's all timing, buddy. It always trips me out when you see these big tournaments, like the players or something, and a guy misses a putt for second, and he falls in third or fourth place. And it's like a three. And they do the math, and it's like a five hundred thousand dollar putt that he missed. I mean, are those guys thinking about that when they're oh, what depends on who you are? If you're well, yeah, uh, if you're it, Dustin it Johnson, probably not. But back in the day, they used to post the the scores and the money in the newspaper, and that's how you had to wait to figure out how much you made. You had to wait till the next day. Because they didn't oh. they didn't wire the money to your account. Well, if they did, I didn't have an iPhone at your to go oh, yeah, and look point. at it, right? Good so point. you had to, you wake up in the morning and you're like, tied for ninth, tied for seventh. I made that putt. Oh my gosh! Uh huh. Did they have the big checks back then? Oh, oh yeah, the they're under my bed. They're under my bed. They're under your bed. Your two wins uh-huh. are under your bed. The big placard, like yeah. Happy Gilmore. The check for the Nike Tour event at the time, which was <laughs> then it was it was now it's the Corn Ferry, was bigger, larger uh-huh. in size than than Atlanta. It was just a bigger check. I it was cool. Check. There was a lot less money, but right. it was a bigger check. No, you ever you posterize go. that yet? No, yep. it's under my bed. Literally, I think it's got an inch or two of dust on it. You don't peek at it every once in a while? You just go, man, that was no. good. those are good times. Just take a little selfie with it once down. in a while? Just take a little selfie. <laughs> pull, pull it out when your friends are over. Oh, oh, just found this thing under the bed. That's weird. <laughs> oh, God. All right, fellas. I put it in the back of my car. So what do you guys got? We got... 
Cowboys, and we're going to talk about the flinging dinger home run derby from last night. We got oh, yeah. all kinds of good stuff. Nice. Good all right, stuff. check it out. It's Country Force. It is Eli and Ryan. This is the T Box. We'll talk to you again next week from Irving Golf Club. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas, Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A cumulus station.